minutes. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Hello and welcome to episode 314 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Do we have a special announcement for you? Oh my, I cannot wait to tell you what is going on with our podcast in relation to the Kentucky Derby horses, hopefully for 2024. Please make sure before I talk about it, you subscribe right there at the bottom right hand side of the screen, hit that red subscribe button, hit the notification bell so that you know when new content will arise and smash that like button. Now, throughout this fairly short video i'm going to give you some extremely exciting important information and i'd love to hear your comments whether you agree disagree whatever so because this is a taped episode please comment below the video player just go below the video player and say howard great idea horrible idea i can't wait to see what happens this is silly whatever you might want to comment on feel free to comment below the video player because i am extremely excited to tell you what is happening with our podcast in relation to the Kentucky Derby. You can also listen to these podcasts, by the way, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We have great power picks. Look below the video player for information about a tip sheet that we sell every Saturday afternoon that's been on fire. Look below the video player. You can purchase that through Patreon. We also have a great website, hhhracingpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram as well, instagram.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast. Okay, whether you're familiar with myself or the HHH Racing Podcast or not, let me tell you the reason for this video. So in the last two years specifically, I've been very interested in the Kentucky Derby future pool that Churchill Downs Incorporated has. They've had for many years now, but I've been involved with it um, pretty highly in the last two years. Two years ago, there's a horse called Command Performance, which if you're a fan of Kentucky racing, you know, has actually done very well uh, lately and has won his last race and finished a very close second, uh, two starts back and is an up and coming four-year-old now trained by Joe Sharp. When I bet him in the future pool two years ago as a two-year-old, he had a very nice two-year-old campaign, uh, but did not do great last year as a three-year-old. They gelded him blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's a nice four-year-old now. That didn't help me for my future derby uh, bet that I made in 2021. Now, last year, excuse me, 22. Now, this past year for the derby 2023, everyone here on the podcast was very excited. We had a pretty substantial future bet on a horse called Tappet Trice, a horse you guys know very well. If you're a horse racing fan, if you're watching this, of course you are. He's trained by Todd Pletcher, a big gray who I believe was the second choice in the Derby. We bet him, um, again, pretty substantial number. We bet him, I believe he was about 45 to 1 when we are 50 to 1, maybe somewhere around there when we bet him in January of this year. He had a great Triple Crown season. Yes, he came up short in the Derby, but it was an incredible ride for everyone that was involved. A lot of people in without the uh, throughout the podcast, uh, within the podcast, were alive with five-digit scores, including myself. And it was just a lot of fun to be involved and see his uh, journey and to see it progress. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
it's happened again. The, the HHH Racing Podcast and yours truly, I've picked out a horse for the podcast and a group of approximately 10 people for the 2024 Kentucky Derby. We have a horse that we have bet uh, in the futures. Now, there is a little bit of a, a catch here. Because of the odds that I was hoping to get on this horse, we did not bet into the uh, Kentucky Derby future pool through Churchill Downs. We're huge supporters of Churchill Downs. Uh, I think they do a lot of uh, wonderful things. Uh, they also have some things we wish they do better, but every track and every corporation is that way. I'm a big fan of the uh, future odds. However, the horse that I was interested in, I knew I knew would be a little bit too low uh, to bet within the Kentucky Derby uh, future odds pool too. It just ended a few days ago as I'm filming this on November 29th, Wednesday. So I decided to make a bet. And before I actually show the ticket, let's talk about the horse that everyone involved in the HHH Racing Podcast and three other people also are involved with. Here's the horse. I'm going to bring it up on screen right now. Our Kentucky Derby future horse for 2024 is right in the middle of the screen. Let me make this a little bit bigger as well. Actually, sorry. Now we're good right there. And whoop, there it is right there. Sorry about that. Didn't want that. There we go. It is right there. I'm going to go back one level. Sierra Leone is our Kentucky Derby pick for 2024. You see the PPs on the screen. He has had one start. He won. This is a horse that is trained by Chad Brown. Uh, and you can see he's owned by many people, including Michael Tabor. And what you don't see on the screen is also Peter Brandt has partial ownership of this horse, of course, is a big time owner for Chad Brown with a lot of turf horses. Let's take a look at this horse a little bit. Sierra Leone, don't, this, is not a, this is not a typo, folks. At the Basic Tipton sale in August 22 in Saratoga cost $2.3 million at the sale. Uh, this is a horse by Gunrunner who has a stud fee, you can see, of 50000 and they paid $2.3 million for this out of a Malibu moon mare called Heavenly Love, uh, bred by the Oxleys. Now, let me just talk a little. We all know about Gunrunner, of course. Gunrunner has had many of us that go on screen here. Gunrunner has had many fantastic runners. Gunrunner himself, of course, we know was unbelievably talented. Let's show Gunrunner here. Uh, there's his uh, progeny. Uh, you can see his progeny have won only $33 million plus. And of course, Gunrunner himself was extremely talented, won almost $16 million. I will say he was a little bit slower to develop. I mean, he was, he was really best late into his three, four, and five-year-old campaign. And his Babies have tended to be a little bit later developing also. You see there's Gunrunner's uh, PPs right there. Uh, he has many talented runners. He's also the sire of Locked, a horse many of you know who ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile for Todd Pletcher. What I'm going to do is talk about this horse a little bit, and then don't go anywhere because I'm going to show the ticket. Like how, people are wondering, how, Howard, how much should you bet on this horse? Oh, we'll show you. Uh, and we'll show you more importantly, not a, not how much we bet, but how much we're alive to. That's the real exciting part. And then I'm going to show everyone the ticket that we have. And I'm going to bring on a wonderful, a great friend of mine, one of the best contest players in the world, and someone who's excellent at getting value 
on horses, whether it be future bets or within races, Matt Miller, the 2021 BCBC champ, will be on here in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. But Sierra Leone, uh, the dam is Heavenly Love. Heavenly Love is a nice horse. Won 346,000. I'll make this bigger here. Won the Alcibiades there. You can see it right here being highlighted on my screen right there with an 80 buyer in 2017. Um, was definitely a two-turn horse. She was actually on the grass in her career towards the end, finished a good third in the grade three regret at Churchill in June of 18. Has only had one other sibling, Mon Monagasque, I believe it's pronounced, who has, who has not broken his maiden yet, a three-year-old for Gustavo Delgado. There are a few things I really like about Sierra Leone. I'm going to show the replay here in just a minute, and then we'll bring on Matt Miller. Actually, before I talk about what I like, let's just show the replay. Uh, he debuted, coincidentally, on Breeders' Cup Day. And I remember hearing about this horse. I'm like, wow, I don't remember seeing this horse run. Well, that's because I was in California at the Breeders' Cup, and I wasn't watching any other races that day. But I watched the replay, and I was super impressed. And I like this horse a lot um, for many reasons, not just the replay. But I'm going to show the whole replay. Now, the horse is debuting at a mile. He's the five horse. And he only got a 71 buyer. But there's a lot of things I like. So watch the five. First of all, he breaks okay. You see he's in the Peter Brandt uh, silks. He's not super speedy out of the gate. He did a lot of things really professionally. First of all, look at the stride. He's got a he's got a nice long stride. He's a nice size horse. He doesn't look clumsy or lazy. You can see he's actually climbing a little bit there. Uh, you can see he's sort of got a higher knee action, but he's climbing. He's taking some dirt. All of this I really like a lot. I much prefer a horse breaking their maiden going longer, not on the lead. And there's some adversity here. You can see he's in between horses. He's got some run. He's taking a lot of dirt. This is just a great education right here he doesn't have any real trouble as of now but it's coming so he rushes up a little bit into a bit of a tricky spot this is not ideal for a first-time starter ladies and gentlemen i think we'd all agree he's in between horses he's got some run and right here you're like oh they're actually steadied right back and he lost a little ground and now the jock is asking to keep into this hole that you see here what i really love is what you're about to see he's still in between horses um, but he's got some run, 47 and one, but right about here, right there, that action right there was a very athletic move. Watch this again, where he's in behind and he tips out right there. And right here, he's still got, you know, what, about five lengths to cover. And he's a little bit goofy, right? He's a little bit all over the track. He There he lugged in. He almost clipped horses with the six. Now he goes the right-hand stick. And now... He starts leveling out and watch this finish. He absolutely blows by this field in hand. Franco is not moving a muscle. In fact, he looked back. He was going to show him the whip. He's like, no. He pulled the stick back. Ladies and gentlemen, he's doing this in hand. And I also like watching gallop outs. The gallop out was very good. 136 and four. He's galloping out very easily in front of the field. There it is. I just like ears are pricked. He wants to do a lot more. I like everything I saw in that replay. Now, you know, it wasn't the greatest field, but the field was fine. Here are the buyers. He got a 71 buyer. Is that going to win the Derby? Of course not. Guys, this is, and ladies, this is just, uh, this is just a, a starting point for this horse. So there is the replay 
of Sierra Leone. Let me tell you why I like this horse so much, and I'm going to bring on Matt Miller. It's not just about the replay. Chad Brown has not won the Kentucky Derby yet. We all know that. This, to me, has every sign of being a derby horse for him for a lot of reasons. First of all, they're spending a lot of money on this horse, which guarantees absolutely nothing. I think Forte was, what, 100 or 125 or something? It was an unbelievable bargain with Forte, who, of course, was uh, scratched out of the derby but had an unbelievable campaign last year. See, these very high-priced horses don't always work. I totally get it. I love the breeding. The gun runners usually take a little time to develop. This one is already starting to develop. I also like the fact that Chad Brown started this horse at a mile. These very precocious types that started at five and a half and six do not usually win the Derby. And I've got some statistics and things that I want to show here in a little bit. This horse is going to have every chance. I'm going to go ahead and go full screen here. This horse is going to have every chance, in my opinion, and of the people that I talk to, to make the Derby based on Chad Brown, the ownership, how much it costs, etc. I love the fact that they debuted him at a mile. Like I said, I don't mind at all that he has not debuted an, uh, until uh, November 4th. He is running the, those PPs. He's running in the Remsen stakes this Saturday, uh, December 2nd. Now, depending on when people watch this video, he already probably has run, depending on when you watch this video, and maybe he romped by four or five, and I'm super excited. Maybe he ran poorly, and I'm not as excited. I don't know. It depends on what happens this Saturday as we're filming this, of course, on November 29th. But he doesn't have to win the race Saturday for me to get too excited. I just like to see him run well and improve. I am very excited about the prospects of Sierra Leone for Chad Brown. Now, as I let me show you uh, the ticket. Hold, hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen, because here we go. So most people know I'm a high school math teacher. Um, you know, I do just fine in my life, and you know, I don't make any you know crazy bets. So when I show you this ticket, please keep in mind not really the amount of the ticket, but what our group of ten people are alive to. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is not uh, anything that's refurbished. This is a real live ticket on Sierra Leone to the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Boom. Our group is alive to 100. You see on the bottom of the screen right there. Our group is alive to $151,000. We got 150 to 1. 150 to 1 on Sierra Leone to win the Kentucky Derby, we put in $1,000. It's a group of 10 of us. And if this horse wins the Kentucky Derby, we will cash for $151,000. Now, everyone right now is saying like, holy crap, or wow, what a stupid bet, or I love it, or probably many reactions out there. And I understand all of them. I, I'm not going to go through who specifically has what money, if you know the HHH Racing Podcast, everyone involved in the podcast has a piece. I will say that I have more than uh, 10%. So there's 10 people in it, but I, I took more than $100 of it. I will say that. Uh, we, and we have three other people that are, uh, one connected to the podcast and two others outside of the podcast that are also involved. So uh, let's talk about this bet in particular. Good idea. Bad idea, something indifferent, I don't know. And I can't think of too many other people to bring on that could give a fair opinion uh, of this bet than the 2021 
DCBC champ who won over half a million dollars by winning that contest. Let's bring him on right now from the Chicago area, Matt Miller. Matt, oh my God, you can't believe it, Matt. What do you think, Matt? <laughs> you don't see too many tickets uh, at the bottom that say for 151000 bucks. So it's uh, it's pretty stunning. It was it was funny when you and I were talking about making that bet and how much to play it for. You probably remember me. Um, yeah, we, you know, for, for everyone at home, you should understand that these bookmakers don't take unlimited action on these bets, especially if they're not in a paramutual pool. So there's a risk that they're only going to take 10 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever. Uh, Howard looks at me and says, How much do you think we should do this for? Howard, do you remember what I told you? I said, The most. And uh, <laughs> I, do. I, think, I think you got the most. So <laughs> nice job. So thank you very much. Now, before we go on, I think it's important to have some perspective. So people might be wondering if you're not familiar with this horse, like, okay, what are his odds really like right now? Or maybe 150 is our bad odds, right? Maybe the horse should be 300. So Matt, you know this, but let me bring on right now the a pool two for the Kentucky Derby wagering through Churchill Downs just finished, of course, this past weekend. And I have the final odds that the horses finished at uh, for pool two. So let me show that right now, Matt, because wow, did we get value? Sierra Leone, let me make this a little bit bigger there, is horse number 31. If you guys can see that there on the screen. There we go. Yep. Sierra Leone, Matt, sorry, 36. There it is right there. Everyone can see it on the screen there. Is 36 to 1 in this pool. Matt, we got, whoop, I wanted to go this way here. We got 150. And as a math teacher, I'm pretty good. That is more than four times the value we got on this future derby horse. So let's just talk about this, Matt, first of all. Whether people like the horse, don't like the horse, think it's a stupid idea, think it's a great idea, when you get value four times bigger the price, and you don't have to make me feel good during this little taped episode we have here, doesn't that automatically mean it was a good bet? No. I, 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 if I'm being honest, I'm looking at this dirty future pool, and I think 36 to 1 is crazy town. So, I, honestly, I think that's just a bad price. That's probably some poor teller at Caesars that, after booking this bet, went ahead and made this one. <laughs> I'm <laughs> inspired. Um, but I, honestly, 36 to 1 is short, in my opinion. And so, I don't, re yes, it feels good to have a ticket way higher than that, but. In my opinion, um, 36 to 1 is not real. And so I, I do think you definitely got the best of it in terms of odds and whatnot, but not by, you know, 114 points or whatever it is. No, I, I, I agree with you. So let's talk about, because people at home are wondering, so what are, you know, they might be interested in future derby bets or just any kind of future bets in general. Uh, the horse that won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, his name was Fierceness went off at 16 to one in the race itself uh, about a month ago at San Nita. Fierceness, Matt, closed at the lowest odds for an individual price. Fierceness closed at eight to one <laughs> to win the Kentucky Derby. It is, what, it's not even December yet. So we're talking, what, five months out. He's eight to one to win the Derby. Now, you and I talked about you know, and I'm a mathematician. Obviously, you you do very well with numbers. Obviously, within your uh, former uh, job, um, eight to one, Matt. Let's talk about this, okay? 
that you want to talk about crazy town. I mean, what odds would you say fierceness is to make the Kentucky Derby field? Just, I know we're guessing here, but what would you say? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, this breaks down into a few different pieces. One of which is exactly what you just said. This, just the odds to get in the race. These are action bets, meaning that if the horse doesn't get in the race, you don't get your money back, you lose. And so if you told me right now that fierceness is without question the best horse in training, I would still make a rough estimate and say five to one to kind of make it through the derby trail uninjured you know, ready to go on the first Saturday in May. So I think it's on the low end, to be honest, five to one. I yeah, mean, I do too. That's I'm like, that's thinking optimistically five to yes. one. I'm trying to be conservative saying, okay, you know, a horse that that's today, the best horse, 20%, they get into the starting gate in the first place seems to be kind of best case scenario. Then the question is what kind of odds will the horse be that day? How many times do we see these amazing horses in these derby preps, you know, winning by huge margins that's still in the derby go off at 20 to 1 and 30 to 1? Well, okay, when you're now factoring in the risk of not getting into the race and then the risk of losing the race once in it, uh, you know, I did a couple little rough calculations just to sound somewhat prepared. Uh, you know, the odds of this horse in the derby being less than five to one strike me as crazy. So even if you just take five to one to get there and five to one to win, you would need to get 35 to one for that to make any sense. Am I doing that math right? A bucket five to one gets you six. You would need 35 to one for that to be fair. And right, these people are getting eight to one. Uh, maybe that's a function of there not being great liquidity in that pool. Maybe that's just a function of people wanting action and not necessarily looking at every bet as being an opportunity to maximize expected value. And there's a place for that, in my opinion. So I, for people looking to have an action bet and have a good time, I hope you have a good time because you, you didn't get a great press. Well, I want to make this very clear before we insult everyone that what involved in, you know, that likes to bet horses. Matt, you would agree with this. We've talked about this a lot in the show. People can do whatever the F they want with their money. Do whatever you want. Do whatever makes you happy, people. But we are here to educate and sort of teach people what's good value. Now, you could ignore us. That's absolutely fine. You can make your own decisions. Like I said, people can do whatever they want with their money. What blows me away with the future pool is not only are people betting horses, I wouldn't touch a horse to anything lower than 30, personally. Even if we talked about what if what if flight line was a two-year-old, right? I mean, that would still be at least 10, 15 to 1. You don't know what's going to happen in five months. And in fact, even when flight line, before he ran the Breeders' Cup Classic, Matt, remember there was talk like he might not even get to the race, right? I mean, so you never know. Unfortunately, with Forte, and um, things can happen, right? Horses get injured. So any any price and i'm not discouraging people from betting in the uh with churchill downs or their future pool again i i think it's a cool thing and please do put your money you know where your mouth is so to speak but i wouldn't touch anything lower than 30 would one not only that matt you see horses that have like won by seven or eight going six furlongs like for example a horse like booth who didn't run very well this past weekend but ran huge this this is a horse by Matoli, who was a sprinter and was taking all this money this horse Sure, maybe he's got a chance to win the Woody Stevens, right? Or the 
you know, at Belmont on Belmont day, or actually it's going to be at Saratoga. You know what I mean? Um, or, or, or the HL and Jerkins right at Saratoga, but to win the Derby with a horse, you know, that's not bred for it at all. Like for example, by Matoli, that's just, to me, that's just throwing away a lot of money. I much rather take a horse like the one we just showed. Okay. He's got a 71 buyer. Who cares? This is five months out. They develop quickly. You know, this horse is going to want two turns. You know, this is going to be a derby meant horse and Chad Brown's going to do everything he can to get him there. And he knows how to get horses to the derby. I much rather take a big, a big price on this kind of horse, Sierra Leone, than a more precocious type right now. Totally. And you're not going to do too much damage to yourself with a bet of this size at these kinds of odds. And so, you know, there's an, there's another angle to this to think about the horse I think is running in the Remsen this weekend. Yes. You can take the horse today at 150 to one, or you can wait for them to run the Remsen. <laughs> if the horse runs off the screen, you know, you, you would be begging for 150 to one at that point in time. And if the horse runs poorly, again, especially when you consider the amount that each of us has invested in this, it's not a huge investment. No. I, I would also say there is, a, there is a money management aspect to making these bets. First of all, you are parting ways with your money months and months in advance. I could make a snide comment and say, for some of you, that's probably a good thing. But... <laughs> But in general, people don't like to have their money locked up for a long time. So that's there's an there's an irritant to that. Um, but the bottom line is, and I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, it's about value with the horses. Uh, so, right, you're going to bet the horse. If you don't bet the horse this weekend, and the horse runs poorly, you haven't made a lot. Whatever. I just totally fucked that up. Being yeah. locked up. You were saying the horse money's me locked up for months. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. We can, I'll tell you what, I'll let you, I'll let you get your train of thought back here. Cause I want to show you something, Matt, that I think is absolutely fascinating. And again, thank you very much for watching everyone. I hope you're finding it's interesting. We're going to end the show here in just a few minutes, Matt, I've got some stats. I'm a high school math teacher, as you well know, and I did some research. Are you ready for this? I'm right. going to show it on screen. So I'm going to show you this now, the, what you see here, this chart, uh, the spreadsheet, this is each of the last few derbies, the top five finishers, Matt. Okay, when they debuted, when they ran their first race, and how many races did they run before December? Of course, December during their two-year-old year, right? So what I'm trying to show everyone is that you don't necessarily want to bet horses for next year's Derby that have already proven themselves very fast as two-year-olds, right? I th this is big enough, I think, for you to see, Matt. So Mage hadn't run yet. Mage debuted last year's winner, who just retired, Debuted January 28th of two, of this year, 2023. Now, two fills, Angel Vampire, Disarm, uh, they actually debuted pretty early. That's unusual. Uh, June of their two-year-old year. But um, Angel Vampire, Disarm, and Hit Show, Matt, only had two races before December that they ran. FYI, Sierra Leone will have his second start on December 2nd. Okay, so that's 2023. You're like, Howard, maybe that's an anomaly. No, it's not an anomaly. Let's take a look at 2022. I'll go bigger, Matt. Rich Strike, of course, was sort of a, a freakish kind of winner, but 
had only three races. Epicenter, two. Zandon, only one. Zipification, three. Modonical, two. And you can see when they debuted. You can see on the screen. Let's go to the 20. Look at the 2021 Derby, Matt. Now, I know Medina Spirit was disqualified, but I just put him on there on top anyway. He did not race until December 11th of his two-year-old year. Mandaloon, Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality a little bit early. Obesos, not until basically Thanksgiving. Look at the number of starts, Matt, they had before December. Okay, I'm not quite done yet, but almost done. Let's go ahead up a little bit for the move the sheet over here. Okay. Justify yeah, the same thing. Right. Now from here, Matt, I just did the winner. The 2020 winner, authentic, one race before December. It was November 9th. By the way, five days after Sierra Leone debuted in terms of the date in the calendar, not the actual date, of course, that was 2020. Maxim Security, yes, I know he's DQ'd, I understand. We're not going to, I'm not going to put a country house up there. We're just on a horse that finished first uh, in the Derby. Matt, he raced in a main claiming race, which was the best main claiming race in the history of horse racing, probably. But it was December 20th of his two-year-old year, zero races, obviously, before December. Justify, again, did not debut, Matt, until February 18th of his three-year-old year. So in the last six years, Matt, and everyone at home, in the last six years, the average number, I'll just make this full screen, the average number of races the Derby winner has run the last six years, before December, Matt, 0.7. And believe it or not, four of the last six winners, or unofficial winners, of the Kentucky Derby had not run a race yet before December of their two-year-old season. Thoughts, Matt? Yeah, so this fits the mold just fine. I mean, if anything, you're showing there isn't really a mold. So I'm with you. I can also go back uh, to the point I was going to make before on money management, if you want. <laughs> the, the, quick point, uh, the quick point here is, yes, your money is locked up for a little while, but with a small bet at huge odds, you now don't have to bet the Remsen. You can sit there and just watch. Uh, you feel like you have a whole lot going on it already. If things go poorly, so be it. You still probably have one more start you're really excited about before you really lose hope. But if things go well, the reality of that score becomes more likely. And you're going to get to skip betting on these other races. You're going to have plenty going. And yeah, I, so it, it's hard to say you can go too wrong at 150 to one. I definitely wouldn't be picking too many of these. I mean, I, from a budgetary standpoint, the way I'd probably approach this is to take my derby budget, maybe allocate 10% of my derby budget to futures bets. And if you can get huge odds like this, uh, like I said, you might be able to save yourself some money not having to bet the horses as they go through the derby trail. Yeah, I'll finish my thought and we'll, we'll end it here. And Matt, thanks for joining us. In my opinion, Sierra Leone is Leone is somewhere around, I'm gonna say around 25 to one to make to make the Derby field. That, that was my own calculation. About 25 to 1. You can make arguments again down below the video player. We'd love to hear your comments, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever you feel. I'm putting the odds at about 25 to 1, Matt, to actually make the Derby field. If that happens and he's around six to one. I think if he makes the Derby field, he's probably a contender based on all the reasons I said. I'm putting somewhere around six to one-ish, you know, third, fourth choice, whatever, to win the Derby. There's your 150, so 25 times six. So to me, 150 makes complete sense to me. 
And people can, again, argue that it's, you know, way too high or way too low or I should wait. But, Matt, if you wait and this horse does well, these odds are going to keep going down. This is a very speculative, risky bet. But you know what, Matt Miller? That's what's going to make it a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of the HHH Racing Podcast, which I hope you are if you're watching this, please follow our journey. I'll let you make a comment in a sec. Please follow our journey with a horse named Sierra Leone trained by Chad Brown. Final thoughts, Matt Miller. So as you become the mattress Mac of the Kentucky Derby <laughs> Futures world, no. I, I'm trying to figure out if the people of Sierra Leone maybe get a free math book, oh. if the horse wins the Derby, something like that. <laughs> um, I, I think a better idea, and uh, I'll talk like Howard for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, this is not rehearsed. Howard does not know I was going to say this. Howard, I honestly think I know you are opening up your merch store at some point in the spring. My vote says that if people buy stuff at your merch store in the spring and Sierra Leone wins, they all they have to do is ask for their money back and you give it to them. Uh, well, listen, we're, we're, if the Sierra Leone wins the Kentucky Derby, I guarantee, I promise, everyone who's watching this video that the HHH Racing Podcast will pay it forward in some way, shape, or fashion. Absolutely guaranteed. And, Matt, if this horse even makes the starting gate, you know how excited we were last year with Tappet Trice. With, with, we were alive to some decent money, but not this kind of money. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun, man, to, to watch this horse. And you know what? If, if he falls on his face, and, and not literally, hopefully, but if he doesn't do well and people want to say, Howard, you're an idiot, what a stupid idea, that's fine. You can send it to me my way. We're going to have a lot of fun, Matt. We know it's speculative. We know it's a long shot, but we are alive to a healthy score with a horse that we feel, or at least I feel, uh, has a lot of talent, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, and it's going to be a free merch. He didn't say yes, but I'm telling you all it's going to be. All right, there you go. It's going to be free merch from the store that we're going to have in the spring. Matt Miller, thanks a lot. We greatly appreciate it. Again, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at X at H Kravitz. It's right there. And please make sure you hit the subscribe button on the bottom right-hand side of the screen and and follow our journey. We're also, Matt, we've had Chad Brown on the show last year. We had Chad Brown on. We plan on having him on again at some point, hopefully, uh, during this journey to talk about Sierra Leone. For my good friend, Matt Miller, this has been Howard Kravitz, episode 314 of the HHH Racing Podcast. And as we say on the show, Sierra Leone, crush our bets for us in the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country.